All right, welcome to the 716 Rocks Podcast. My name is Nate Trone. To my right, I got my main man, Grizzle. What up, Buffalo? What's up, dude? As always, we have our producer, Redbeards. All right, we have a special guest with us tonight. We got Noah Goki from All Western New York Radio. What's up, dude? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. All right, cheers, man. Cheers. Happy St. Paddy's Day. Happy St. Paddy's Day. Uh, are you Irish? Uh, just a tiny sliver, but it's orange Irish, so it doesn't really count today. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> well, everyone celebrates the Irish on St. Paddy's Day, so I'm glad we can do it. We get to talk about the Bills. Man, I'll tell you what, I'm feeling great. It's not even football season, and I'm like, bull-bound Bills, baby. What do you say? What are the odds? I heard the odds drop from 60 to 1 to 30 to 1 of the Bills going to the Super Bowl. That feels good. You That's guys pumped the, about that? You, you want to put money on that? Got to be the best odds we've had in years at this point. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not going to bet my house on it, but <laughs> I will say that uh, really since you know I moved here in 2000 to uh, come to college, so my experience with the Bills has been pretty pathetic. Let's just put it yeah. like that. You know? And man, these last couple of months have actually been exciting for once. Holy cow, it's like Pagulas, man. They're just dripping with cash. <laughs> they want to win. They want to win now. I love it. I love it. So that's a good question. They want to win now, but, um, I mean, after all these moves, we'll get into it in a second, but how primed are the Bills to win now? You guys feeling a little bit better now into the offseason? You think we're close? You think there's still some gaps we got to fill? We're, we're still in trouble at quarterback, if you're asking me. I mean, I, I think, ugh, I don't know. Have we really improved at that position, which is – crucial for success i don't think so are we any worse though at the end of the day i don't think we're any worse i think we've improved overall we're just man it's the quarterback situation there's nobody we can really go for right now so we have to wait it out i mean what choice do we have i I think if there were it's pretty apparent that they would have gone after a prime quarterback i would think so what do you think noah goki you know, the quarterback problem has been a common theme of this entire era of futility that we've all endured. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, it, I don't think it's solved yet either. I agree with you there. It's a big problem. But I'll say this. I mean, they're, they're doing everything they can in every other position, really. And, uh, you know, I love what Doug Whaley's done in, in kind of just doing everything he can, putting all the cards on the table, you know, be it trades or through the draft or free agency. I think, uh, I think he's really been aggressive. Which is good to see. I want to have a, a GM that has a little attitude, a little character. And the same in our head coach. I like Rex Ryan, you know, for that reason and for nothing else. I like the fact that the guy is ready to put it on the table. Right? I love Rex Ryan. The dude's got some swag. How about some love for Rex right now? Come on! Yes! <laughs> it's about to be on, baby! <laughs> dude, the Rex Meister. My man, he's walking around the combine with the throwback Thurman Thomas jersey. He's got the Sanchez jersey filled in blue. That's right. He's got the pickup truck with the Bills decals. He now has a Colton Schmidt tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. This dude is ballsy. I love it. He's got some charisma. He's excited. He's pumped. Yeah. I mean, that is just so refreshing. We talked about it last month, but I'll tell you, Rex, he's a little crazy. He's got some loose screws, but I love it. If he can just keep the train on the tracks... It's not a complete tire fire like it was in New York last year. I'm a happy yeah. man, and I love Rex Ryan. And you know what? It's been year after year, coach after coach, of these walking, talking corpses that we've had. Oh, the weak character. It's unbearable. 
from Dick Duran, right. Mike Malarkey, down to, oh, God, I don't even want to think of all their names and horrible coaches uh, that we've had. Just, but they're all the same thing, monotone guys who are afraid to really show themselves. Right. They have right. no charisma, and they're afraid to put it out there. And you know what? That translates into their style of coaching. They're afraid to win, and these are guys that played not to lose. You know, Rex Ryan will not be a coach who will play not to lose. He will play to win. Right. You don't got to go up there and shake them. It's not always going to work, and certainly it it showed, you know, in New York that it didn't always work, his philosophy. But, you know, let's hope that it does the right thing for the right time for the Bills. Right, right. So, Grizz, let me ask you, what do you think Whaley's identity is? How would you describe Whaley at this point? We've we've had a chance to kind of see him shine a little bit. You like what you see? I, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna answer your question with a question. He can't do that. <laughs> I'm going to. Okay. Did you guys grow up watching wrestling? Yeah, a man. WWF. Did you? A little bit. A little bit. I did. WWF. If you watch it, even just a little bit, I can't. I keep having this analogy <laughs> in my head, this picture in my head that Doug Whaley is the Rock. <laughs> I, maybe right. it's just me. I don't know, but the way he walks around, <laughs> and really the last couple months. The way he's wheeling and dealing, just making deals. Yeah, man. I think back to those WWF days where he's, do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Shut your mouth and know your role. <laughs> he just, he has, again, Rex Ryan, he's got this swag. I look at Doug Whaley, he seems to have that same sort of swag about him. It's like, they want to win, and they're aggressive, and they're going after it. You got to love it. Mm-hmm. There you have it. Do you know what the Doug is cooking? That's right. I like it. I love the aviators, too. Makes them look tough. All right, let's jump into the moves, guys. Let's break it down by position. Uh, We already started talking about quarterback a little bit, but here we go, right? The day after last season, the stash, the chew man, the stogie smoker. He retires Papa O at the age of what, 32? He says, I'm out. He hangs up the cleats. His heart wasn't in it, man. Heart wasn't in it, and I, I don't think any, I don't think any of us were shocked, right? <laughs> yeah, right. The dude shows flashes in the first four games. And I'm like, oh my god, where's this guy been? Yeah. You just need to be in the right place at the right time. And then we see him turtling, we see him shriveling, like a little raisin, like a little <laughs> fart in the backfield. I mean, it's awful. It's hard to watch, right? Was it hard to watch? I'm, I'm just, I'm just confused. <laughs> what a shriveled fart! <laughs> exactly. We were all confused by by Orton, and I think that's the point, Grizzle. Uh, I think that's the point. You know, he he was doing great, but then he realized, like, wow, they actually expect me to right. carry the team to the playoffs. <laughs> I, I better, I better tone it down a little bit. I don't here. think that's what he was looking for. You're right. Okay. Watching Kyle Orton back into the, back into Eric Wood and just trip over his own feet when a rusher wasn't anywhere near him. <laughs> It's one of the saddest things I've ever seen anyone do in a Bills uniform. It was pretty say. pathetic. It, it was, was bad. bad. Okay, so the first quarterback move after that. Hey, we trade for Matt Castle. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Small way golf, golf yeah. clip. Okay, Matt Castle, is this guy the future or what? No. No. I, just, <laughs> I mean, that was kind of a rhetorical And next question. position, no. No, I mean, in my mind, Matt Castle is this year's Kyle Orton. He's mm-hmm. a veteran. They can maybe coach yep. up some younger guys. If EJ just completely bombs, Matt Castle can come in. And I think like most backup quarterbacks, as mentioned a lot last year, a good backup quarterback is going to get you to 500. That's what you see in Matt Castle. Mm-hmm. I don't see much more than that. I don't know, Grizzle, you're, you're a little higher on Matt Castle, I think. Okay, it's a lateral move with the exception that <laughs> this isn't saying much, but Castle can run. I mean, he can't move. When we're comparing anybody Orton even move. to Orton, sure, they can run. 
But you look at his stats, I mean, it, it is pretty much a lateral move. You look at Matt Castle, 33-38 and 38 in the NFL. Ooh. Not too appetizing. <laughs> right at 500. Completion percentage for his career, 59%. Kyle Orton, 59.5%. Wow. So, you know, it is what it is. And their but, best years were about the same, right? Like high 3,000 yards. Yeah, seasons. pretty pretty close. Uh, not, not too significantly different. And you just... We know what we have in Matt Castle. You know what you got. Right, right. It is what it is. It is what, what it is. What can we say? All right. I think last year the idea with Orton, especially from Whaley's point of view, is to bring in a guy who's beatable in training camp. Because Whaley certainly wants E.J. Manuel to succeed. You right. Know, he wants him to be the franchise quarterback. Um, you know, no matter what you can say about Buddy Nick still being on board, it, Doug Whaley is married to that pick. And he always will be. I think Kyle Orton was brought in to be a guy that Manuel could beat, but still be that veteran backup, a little bit of an insurance policy. Sure. I think Matt Castle is just Kyle Orton 2.0. Same idea, same reason, except that at this point, it's more because there's no other options. Right, right. Um, you know, EJ, did he really get a fair shake? We could talk about that more probably, <laughs> but I don't think he really did. And I think that, okay. that Whaley is still in his corner, at least, if no one else is. And, and Whaley wants to give him the best chance that he can to win that job. Right. Matt Castle is that chance. Yeah, yeah. I, You know, and I like it. Cal Orton 2.0. It's Kevin Cobb 3.0. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Cobb was the same thing. That's right. right. So let's talk about Tyrod Taylor. The guy's thrown, what, uh, 15 professional passes in how many years? Four years? Four years with Baltimore, but he's been, he's been Joe Flacco's backup. Joe right. Flacco like doesn't get hurt. Yeah, the dude's a machine. He's nineteen to thirty-five. Oh, he's still in thirty-five. Thirty-five. Oh, that's twice than <laughs> so what I thought. Wanted, yeah, you know. So he's really the up guy there. the job. But no, the guy he's actually dynamic quarterback from Virginia Tech. Um, he was a standout. He was good. He was, he had some uh, senior year, some good passing. Think he uh, set the uh, single season record at v- Virginia Tech for twenty-four touchdown passes. Uh, most career uh, rushing yards by a QB at Virginia Tech. So, pretty good. Pretty good in college. Got the job done. Sure. Uh, extremely, extremely mobile. Um, I, I really don't know too much more than that. But um, I, I did hear he turned down more money. Uh, the Broncos wanted to bring him in. But he's like, hey, he got Peyton Manning. Tyrod Taylor, he wants to play. Yeah. And obviously, he sees Buffalo's being the best opportunity for that to happen. So, I don't know. What do you guys think of it? Do you like it? Yeah, you high on it. Do you think maybe there's a chance? Maybe not. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. What do you mm. think? There's always a chance. There's, there's always, always a chance. Saying there's a chance. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, realistically, I don't think that they're looking at looking to Tyrod to do a whole lot except to be a body if and when we get down to that third string. Yeah. But you know, it's not to say that he can't compete. I mean, who knows? Come training camp time. Put him in there in the mix. What's he going to show? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he hasn't been given a whole lot of opportunity in Baltimore with Flacco there. I mean, Flacco obviously has himself set as the starter. Right. Nobody's really going to take that away from him, uh, given his history with Baltimore. So, I don't know. We could see. I, I don't think. I think realistically he's just the third string. They need a guy. Yeah. It's a nice fit. We'll go with it. There is a weird history of backup guys who've been able to hang out with a team uh, who has a durable starting quarterback, who can kind of parlay that into an opportunity whoa, whoa, somewhere whoa, whoa. else. No, Goki, you're not. 
You're not trading this guy into Aaron Rodgers, are you? <laughs> no, absolutely okay. not. I thought you were going down that uh, road. Because Aaron Rodgers was a, was a clear succession plan. You know For what I mean? sure. It was the yeah. plan from day one of drafting him that he would be the starter in the face of that franchise. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think Tyrod Taylor was ever that, but he was able to hang on enough with the Ravens and you know do enough, show right. enough, stick to that number two job that it's like, okay, he's, he's earned a chance. Uh, the fact that he's coveted by the Broncos is, is a good sign for us. I mean, we're not the only team that was interested in, in a long-term future, potentially, right. for this guy. Who do they got there? Or Was it Orlovsky? Is that their backup? No, it's the uh, Pats. It's uh, some Obersheimer, some long, <laughs> some long name I just, re- I just remember the video from end of last year when he thought he was going to go into the game. <laughs> And Peyton Manning like waved him off and ran onto the field. And you saw the look, <laughs> the deflated look on his face. Just so dejected. Oh, that was a great, that was a great clip. All right, so um, I'll, I'm gonna frame it like this. Here's my opinion on the matter. You got these three QBs, right? I want to talk about best case scenario, worst case scenario. In my opinion, I think the best case scenario, EJ wins the starting job. Absolutely. Okay, because like you said, Grizzle, you know what you got in Matt Castle. That's kind of like. Stable and steady. Yeah. So, if EJ gets a starting job, that tells me he's better than Matt Castle. Right. That's a great thing. Yes. Now, worst case scenario, here's where I think it, in, in my head, it gets a little interesting. I think the worst case scenario is actually Matt Castle starting. Because uh, when I frame it like that, I think, okay, so that means EJ's not better than Matt Castle. You took a flyer on Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor's not any better than Matt Castle. Mm-hmm. So I think it's sort of like your, what you're hoping for and maybe your flyer. Neither of those are working out. And you got to go with the, the, the veteran that doesn't really provide you any upside, but is kind of low risk. I think what would be really interesting, this would be really interesting, what would happen if Tyrod Taylor gets the starting job? Maybe that's the best case scenario. What would have to happen for Tyrod Taylor to get the job? He's got to be lights out. I mean, he's got to be lights incredible. out. So he definitely has to be better than EJ and maybe a little better than Matt Castle. I think he could be better than Matt Castle. I don't yeah, know. Maybe EJ slips on some ice. He might, he might slip on a mat walking <laughs> <That's>, into the... <laughs> that's happened before in Bill's history. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, so what, what do you guys think best case scenario is? I think legitimately best case you're right. EJ Manuel because if he wins the job out of training camp and out you know probably through the preseason I'm I'm imagining this competition will go on for a while then uh, then that's good for us. It means our first round pick is shown it's panning out, right? Yeah, and another coach can buy into him. You know, I I don't think the previous regime ever really were that high on him and never gave him that big of a chance, you right. know. Right. Um, you know, in Rex's history, maybe he's been a little too high on his young quarterbacks. You know, maybe he's given them a little too much leash. <laughs> and to his detriment, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, Gino had way too much leash. Stuck with Sanchez too long. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Too much leash for Sanchez, too much for, for him. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, you got to hope that Rex has figured out that right balance and he doesn't make that mistake with EJ. That's the only way I could see that being a bad scenario. Right, right. Is if it, he didn't legitimately win that job and Rex is trying to believe that he can do it when he doesn't really have it. I want to see EJ have it. I want to see EJ be the clear-cut number one coming out of this training camp. Right. That's very much up in the air, though. Yeah. Big question mark. Best case scenario. Bills make the playoff <laughs> with EJ Manuel playing six, eight games, getting hurt. Oh. Just hear me out. I'm listening. Matt Castle... Also, you know, splitting time. 
And by the end of the year, hey, we've made the playoffs, but we've also earned a couple of quarterbacks that we can trade away. <laughs> there you go. For maybe next year when there's somebody better that can come along that, that we can have as that franchise quarterback. That's my best case scenario. All right, right best there. case scenario is we got some quarterbacks to show <laughs> flashes that we can trade next year. Exactly. Fair enough. All right, let's move on. Big question marks at quarterback. But, uh, hey, I'll tell you what, running back. How about Shady McCoy, baby? Five-year, $40 million contract, 26 and a half guaranteed? Come on! When that when that when I got the text, man, when I when I got the, the text, I'm like, I, I almost dropped my phone. That doesn't happen in Buffalo. Shady McCoy traded straight up for Kiko Alonso? Dude, that is insane. I, I'm personally personally I'm high on it. You know, I think in the short term, this benefits the Bills very much. Long term, I don't know. You know, Shady McCoy's maybe got another solid three years looking at the trend of a of a running back. Kiko, he's just at the beginning of his career, but He's unproven. He's coming off a major injury. So. Absolutely. So you don't really know what you're getting with that either long term. But I'm like, wow, traded straight up. Now that's a big contract to take in. We obviously have the cap space. And I think that is a huge improvement in that backfield. I like it a lot. What do you think, Chris? I'm all for it. I mean, same thing. You know, you get that uh, notification that the Bills are signing McCoy. Wheeling and like, dealing, baby. Wait a second. This Exactly. This doesn't happen. But... I mean, this is an area in the team that obviously has gotten better. I mean, Absolutely. I was never, me personally, I was never a big fan of C.J. Spiller. Speed did he have? Sure. But just Tough. not really looking to him for running back, you know, your, your number one running back guy. For me, that's that's me. So when I saw McCoy come, I say, you know what? I am all for it. Who knows how much Freddie Jackson's got left in the tank. I love the guy, but he's getting hurt every season. Obviously, he's older. It's it's time for somebody to kind of fill those shoes and, and maybe Fred you know take some plays here and there. Right. Which if you're plugging Freddie in after McCoy, that's a pretty good Dude. that's a pretty good plug in to have. The defenses so. are going to be hurting, man. Exactly. They're going to be bruised. Here's my problem with the McCoy trade, and let me let me preface this just by saying late on us, Noah. I mean Doug <laughs> Willie, player for player trade. Let's look at Kelvin Shepard for Jerry Hughes. Wow. Fantastic trade. So you'd think you hope he he knows what he's doing on this, you know and. and Kiko, like we said, coming off a major injury, you don't know if he's going to be back to the level that he was as a rookie. I mean, you would certainly hope so, but sometimes guys are never the same after the, what was it, the MCL or the ACL that he tore? I think it was the, it was the ACL. The ACL, even Which worse. Which is worse. Yeah. So you don't know if he will be back. That's a little bit of an unknown. However, is McCoy still in his prime? I don't know. He, he's got a lot of, lot of wear on those tires. <laughs> a lot of mileage. That's true. There's a lot of mileage there. He's taken a lot of snaps. I mean, I want to say that the guy's going to come in and be just like he was last year. And if he is, I'm wrong, and that's great, and I love that. But I worry that we, we maybe gave up too much for a guy who's on the downside of his career. In this day and age in the NFL, running backs aren't even drafted in the first round anymore, for crying out loud. These guys are a dime a dozen. You look at undrafted guys oh. coming out of nowhere and, and starting by you know week three or four of the season, they've, they've impressed everybody enough, and their light's out. And, and sure, there's lots of examples of that the past couple of years. Could the Bills find that guy? Because no, I was not a C.J. Spiller fan either. Did I want C.J. back? No, not at all. Not in any way. Looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. We don't need <laughs> Fred Jackson, love him, but you're absolutely right. How much does he have left? He didn't look like he had a lot left last year. Dude's yeah. 34. The guy's That's all insane. Heart. That's it's all like he's, senior, senior all he's got left is heart. In the, yeah. in the NFL, man. So, you know, I hope Shady comes in and can at least oh. have – 
some productive years for us. No, but Doki, I really your voice of reason it. is deflating me. I hate to play <laughs> Your voice of reason is deflating me <laughs> over here. No, I hear you. But at the same time, what did we give up? You know, Kiko, major question mark. So, in the end, it's a little bit of a risk for both teams, yeah. and it could end up being a win-win for both teams. Uh, maybe, hopefully, this will breathe some some life into McCoy. And you got, hey, you got big-time Jerome Felton blocking. Me smashing dudes in front of him. I do love that move. I mean, he cleared the way for Adrian Peterson. Sure. Now he's in front of McCoy. Whoo, that's gonna be nuts. Well, I love the fact that that Felton reaches out to McCoy right away and says, "Don't worry, buddy, I got you." Right. <laughs> love that. I'll get you in the end zone. <laughs> let's let's just say uh, I I am pumped about that fullback move as well. Especially we got some issues on O line to to deal with. <laughs> oh man. man. We got incognito, which is nice, but Dude. we still got some major problems. That's my concern. What else are we doing? You got incognito, nothing else. I don't know. I, that's Who knows? I'm waiting for one of those notifications. To I come mean, you can't there. land all of the big names. We nope. landed some big names in free agency. Yep. I mean, re-signing Jerry Hughes was huge. Yeah. One of the top available pass rushers. Um well, McCoy wasn't really a free agent. I but love that they made a play for Brian Balaga, but right. you know, he took the hometown discount for Green Bay. Which, by the way, do we ever get a hometown discount in Buffalo? <laughs> I don't know. Green man. Bay gets that, I guess, and we don't. Yeah, when you're up the Green Bay status, I yeah, think you get a few. You know, we got to get there. We got to get there. We got Aaron Rodgers. Five years from now, we're going to get a hometown discount. When you can That's play for goal. Aaron Rodgers. Get that double check this. You know, we gotta tell these these guys rolling through Buffalo, like, hey, the cost of living in Buffalo is so much <laughs> cheaper. So Look at the house you can the get. <laughs> market. Look at this real estate in the city of Buffalo, man. You get something on the west side for cheap, you know? You can buy the entire west side. <laughs> Don't you want to own a true. city block? <laughs> oh, that doesn't work up here, does it? Well, the income tax is yeah. pretty high. Pretty it's been a tougher yeah. sell. So, yeah, what else can <laughs> okay. they – at least the Balaga <laughs> thing shows you that they're serious about right, upgrading right. it. The incognito move is really the only move there so far, and we all know that it needs a lot more work. Yep. Eric Wood could be a much better player with better guards around him, yep. so I'm not worried about him. Oh, he was rough last year. Incognito is a little bit of a question mark because the guy's been out of the game. Can he right. come back in and play at a high level? I mean, you, you would think so, but you never know, and the locker room issues could become a problem at some point as well. Right. You still have that gaping hole at the other guard spot, and our tackles – I love Cordy Glenn, but Cordy Glenn might be an all-pro guard for 10 years. You know what right, I mean? Right. I think that's what the Blaga move was all about. Right, right. Who do you think keeps incognito in line? <laughs> Who do you think is going to be smacking him around in the locker room? Rex Ryan. Rex Let's Ryan. Rex, right? <laughs> no, you think, uh, you think like Kyle Williams? He's a big dude. Kyle Williams does not take any smack, but I don't see him as a very vocal leader. You right, know right. I mean? He's kind of quiet. He's more of a lead by example kind of guy. Hmm. That's why you keep Freddie Jackson on the right, team. Right, that's why you keep. <laughs> Fred will get in his grill. That's right, man. Either that or my man, The Rock, comes down. <laughs> that's right. Comes down from the management office with the aviators on. And says, you know what, Richie, there's none of this here, buddy. Know hey, your Cognito, role. Know your role. <laughs> know your role. Shut your mouth. Exactly. Yes. All right. So, guys, it looks like we're going to be ground and pound, right? Ground and pound running game. So let's go get an upper echelon wide receiver to add to the mix, huh? <laughs> I'm confused. 
See, I'm we, excited, but I'm confused. Here's the theory. We're just upgrading everywhere. If you can't upgrade an O-line, we'll just distract the team. Other, <laughs> right. Just distract the defense with good offense, receivers. Right, spread offense. And hopefully and that'll solve the problem. Right, I like Chan it. approach. <laughs> Percy Harvin, you know, still Percy. not announced, which makes me a little nervous, but, yeah. you know, you were, you were saying, Noah, could be some minor details in the contract. That's what that says to me. They're probably, Did your source tell you that? Do you have a source? It's just a random theory. Okay. That's all I ever have. I don't have sources. I just have crazy ideas in my mind. <laughs> I, I am my I source. I think that they're probably, uh, you know, agreed in principle on the contract, but they're looking to hammer out some of the finer points, which with a guy like Percy Harvin could be a little sticky, but they'll get it done. Team psychologist. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He took the psychology assessment, and they said, "Oh boy." Oh, okay. Let's, really <laughs> Let's look at this back contract. Guaranteed money. I don't. I don't mind the Harvin deal. I mean, it's one year. You know, the, the guys. We'll call it volatile. Is kind of the word I would like to use. You just mm, you don't like really it. know what to predict. Say it again. It. Volatile. I like it. You like that. Keep going. A little chemistry word for you. Um, but you know, the, the guys uh, got migraines at times. They've yeah, been notorious right. for having migraines, being out. Some injuries here and there, and, and just locker room issues on top of it. Boy, hey, you know what? Risk reward. Let's see what happens. We're we're throwing we're throwing the uh, mortgage down on black, and we're going to see what happens. You know, when he's on, he's on. I mean, he can do a number oh of things gosh. too. The guy can return kicks. He could run the right. option the end around. Right. I mean, you know, he could he could do a little uh, wildcat if that comes back in the NFL. <laughs> 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 what happened to that? <laughs> right, that disappeared. No, he is a dynamic player. That will be interesting. Tight end. Hey, we released Chandler. I like the guy. Goes to the Pats for, what, two years? Um, Seven mil seems like too much, but seven mil for some reason is sticking in my head. That'll be interesting to see how they use him, you know? I I, I can't see them going back to, like, the full two tight end where, where, where they had Hernandez and Gronkowski. I mean, I'm sure they'll show that sometimes. You probably Hey, Chandler can't block. Save his life. Yep. So all he really you is, is he's a big target, right, down the middle. Definitely. So, I, you know, they'll probably be using him on, on some of those passing plays. But if he opens up the seam, then Gronk runs the post. It's like a Madden play. It's just easy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that'll be that'll be very interesting. Uh, Lee Smith, hey. Let's give this man a clap. Big money. <laughs> wow. Big money. No whammies. Man, no nine whammies. mil for three years with the Raiders. Beautiful. What game film were they watching? All I ever saw that guy do was commit penalties. Is oh it just my me? gosh! Is no, he was good for me? like three penalties a game. That's it drove us nuts last year. We used to go off on Lee Smith. Why? Yeah, and there's a few like feature passing plays to him once in that <laughs> random while. I'm like, no, why? How how is he getting paid that money? Like three mil? I don't get a phone call say, hey, you want nine? I'll play nine <laughs> Listen, I can commit penalties. You know, a couple penalties a game. If you want to pay me, I'll take a pay cut. Guys, he was great at leaning against the opposing player. Oh if my they were gosh. tired enough, they could both make it look like they were actually trying oh, <laughs> without doing anything. That is a questionable call. I don't understand the NFL sometimes. A horrific signing on the Raiders' part, but God bless him. God bless him. Way to go, Lee Smith. Can we track this? Let's track this next year. Let's, Let's see how that works out for yeah. him. That'll be maybe, interesting. Maybe they saw something that we all missed. Maybe we just didn't <laughs> see the talent. <laughs> okay. I'm going to choke. He almost Chris choked is dying. on that one. Charles Clay, Clay Watch. Is it over? Man. Five more days. Five more. That's right, right. So the transition tag, Miami has five days to match, right? Do they have to beat or is it they just have to match? Match. Okay. So they got to match a five-year, 
38 million dollar contract. No, that's a lot of money. money. 25 million in the first two years. Miami. Hey, I didn't, I honestly, I first heard about Charles Clay while playing fantasy football last year when my tight end got hurt. All the other like second tier tight ends were taken up and Redbeard over here says, hey, you see this guy, Charles Clay, maybe you should pick him up. That's like the first time I heard of the dude. And I picked him up, and he didn't really do anything, <laughs> fantasy-wise. <laughs> fantasy-wise. Practically, maybe he's good out there on the field. But, man, is this just the result of there being no other options out there? I mean, that's a huge contract for a guy that, I don't know. Let me put this into context for you. Last year, he had, and you can confirm this for me, my friend. I think it was roughly about 70 receptions, maybe a little shy of 800 yards, six touchdowns. I read an interesting statistic that said every single one of those would have been Buffalo Bills single season team records. Team records? Wow. Wow. That's why we gave him that money. All right. All right. The guy's better than any tight end we've had for maybe ever. Pete Metzler. <laughs> since Metzler. Since Reimers. I mean, those guys, they were they were workmanlike. They were they had a lot of heart, but were they really that great in the end? I mean, they really weren't. They were kind of second-tier good tight ends as well. You know, Clay could be a guy who really comes in and revitalizes this offense at a position that we have deprioritized for forever. Right, right. So, yeah, tw- well, okay, so 2013 was his big year. So yep. 2011 and 2012, he didn't do much. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, who did they have at tight end in 2011 and 2012? Let's was see. Fasano still there? Okay, 20, yeah, 2013, no, that was so. the year I was talking about. Seventy, So 69 receptions, 759 That's yards, pretty good. six touchdowns. Fair enough. And, and, you know, he plays in 14 games last year, and he still comes away with 58 catches. For 605. So about the same. On pace for about the same. Okay. Yeah, it's still a lot of money. It's still a lot of money. But you're right. I mean, that's going to be a huge upgrade, right? If he comes through, obviously, again, we got the cash. And that's a huge upgrade. Now's not the time to be cheap. Nope, it's not. And you know, and he's he's he's, he's versatile too. He can catch, he can block, you know, he, he moves well in space, he's got good hands, so he can kind of do it all. Yep. Which I like. Um, you don't have to have that that Chandler Lee Smith combination out there on the field because one can't do both. So that is a nice thing about Charles Clay. I'll I, give you that for you sure. You know who this is great for and who I actually think might have a great year for us? And this is kind of out of left field. Marquise Gray. Marquise Gray. There I'm excited go. about I liked Marquise the man Gray. last year. Yeah. I, every time he was on the field, he Slash. did something that impressed me. I can get behind that. Hey, man. Hey. Marquise Gray, quarterback. He played for, for Minnesota back in college, huh? Well, let's give him a shot. Let's give him a shot. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I like it. Gray, that was, that was great. I still remember the first catch he, he caught for the Bills, rumbling down the left. The left sideline. And he has the hair, right? He's got the Sammy Watkins hair. Yeah. He's like, looks like Sammy Watkins on the field just exploded out a little bit. Right. Up, 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 up and sideways. <laughs> and I just see the four, or the, you know, I'm like, well, who is that guy? So that was, uh, no, that was cool. It was great to see Gray come on the team. Uh, great pickups, you know, but through the year by Whaley. Uh, Marquise Gray, that was a good pickup. Bakari Rambo. Hey! Rambo. And who doesn't love Rambo? Come Rambo. On. Picking <laughs> off Rodgers twice in one game. Forget about Duke Williams. Bakari <laughs> Rambo is your strong safety, baby. Keep Absolutely. Him, from off the streets. I love it. All right. 
So that's what we're looking at offense. Overall, I think offense is looking markedly better. Uh, there's still some questions, right? QB's huge, and how much better can you really be without a quarterback? Yeah. That's questionable. And then that offensive line, unless they're going to pull the, the rabbit out of the hat and do something, I'm that's very questionable. I'm, I'm worried about that. Well, they got Cujo there. He's still listed as a tackle somehow. I don't know. Maybe he's their new swing. Right. Maybe they've got somebody in the draft they really feel high on. I mean, that's that's your last option. Yeah, probably point, right? grab him with our number one draft pick. Yeah, Wait, that second oh, rounder's got to be a guard. <laughs> second rounder. <laughs> yeah. All right, not too much to talk about the defense. We'll kind of wrap it up a little bit. I mean, I do want to say, hey, it's great having Jerry Hughes. He's back on with the team. That is excellent. Happy to see him back. Then the contract was reasonable. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Two-year extension for Kyle Williams. That feels good. Love uh, that. Guy needs to retire, Bill. Absolutely. I, I would just hate to see him in a, a Washington Redskins jersey <sighs> like Bruce Smith. Oh. That was awful. Yeah. And then Jarris Wynn. You know what? Adds a little bit of depth on that line. I, I'm glad we're keeping him around. Always liked him. Shows flashes. Maybe not an every down player kind of guy, but great for the rotation. Oh, but he can give those guys a blow for sure. Yeah. We we lose Cersei. Uh, yeah, that's okay. You know, maybe I I would assume we're gonna go f- try to get uh some some stace, uh, stutter, some safeties or corners in the draft. Um, well, what did Buddy Nick say? You draft a corner every year, two if you can. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. Sage wisdom from old buddy Nix. The thing with the the defense, I don't get too nervous about. I mean, I think about the Super Bowl New York Giants. Secondary-wise, I I don't think that there was that great. I mean, it was all on their D-line that they won games with in a lot of ways. So do we have some holes in the secondary? Okay, sure. We could could see improvement there, but, I mean, we got our D-line returning and provided, you know, Let's keep our fingers crossed nobody gets hurt, provided they're healthy. I mean, we're, we got to feel good about where our defense is at. Smart play by Doug Whaley to let Searcy walk and put the money into Jerry Hughes. Because you're right, that front four and front seven makes that secondary look better than they are. Oh, yeah. And they have for years. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wrap it up with the final question, fellas. No, we'll start with you. What's yes. the... Okay, you got one. You're Whaley. Let's say you got one move left. For whatever reason, you could do one more move. Sign someone, trade. I mean, what do you want to see him address? I, to me, the biggest question marks in the team are safety, quarterback, and O-line. Right. At this point, I think you've done everything you can for quarterback. Yeah. I think safety will be okay for what we've just mentioned. It's got to be on the O-line. That's where I want to see the move. Uh, I don't know if it's to be had in free agency. doesn't look like it. Is it there to be had by trade? Possibly. It looks like it's going to fall out in the draft, and maybe he'll make a play at somebody that he really likes in the draft. Maybe he ends up giving away a few more picks. Guy's shown that he's not afraid to wheel and deal. He's not afraid to move around the draft as well. So if he has a guy that he really loves and really thinks they can plug and play day one, go get him, Doug. All right. What do you say, Grizz? I got nothing more to really add to that except uh, we need the rock, man, to just sheer willpower, go out and, and just grab hold of somebody and say, listen, you're playing O-line for us. <laughs> Plain and simple. You're no playing it. Hands up, butts about it. You're doing it, man. And no, I'm just the first guy. If you screw up with me, you're going to go talk to Rex. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> no, I think uh, quarterback. <laughs> Kim Kim Pagula. She'll shake things up. Nah, Kim's pretty fierce, man. So I know. That's what I'm saying. It. Don't let those claws come out, man. 
Um, I think, uh, you know, quarterback, we, we just we got to wait it out. You know, if, if none yeah. of these guys really pans out and shows themselves, we got nothing to do but wait. But listen, we're good at, at that here in Buffalo, right? Very patient. We are very, very patient. Very patient. We're good at waiting. It's all good. What's what's one more year? What's one more year? If we, if we build it right, right? O-line. We want to do it right. Guys, every year for 10 years, I've said, I'm not <laughs> renewing these damn season tickets. <laughs> but what have every you done? Every year I renew them. Exactly. Every year. Because this could be the year. This is it, baby. And you don't want to miss out. There. You want to say I was there? Because you are a Buffalonian and you are masterful at being patient. Plain and simple. That's right. That's right. So that's our situation at quarterback. You know, nothing good's coming there. I think safety, eh, it's just not that big a deal compared to our issues at O-line. So it's got to be an O-lineman. Do it for me, Doug. All right. There you have it, guys. Well, thanks a lot. This was the 716 Rocks podcast. Noah Goki, thanks for joining us, man. Thank you for having me. All right, Grizz. Pleasure to be here. It's been fun. It's been real. Make sure you guys check out 716rocks.com. Hit us up on Twitter and check out our Facebook page. And make sure you uh, check out All Western New York Radio. What's your website, dude? AllWNYRadio.com. Broadcasting live 24-7. All right, there you have it. Thanks a lot, gang. Peace.